Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. What a pleasure it is to have you watching our broadcast. And thank you for communicating with us and letting us know how that these lessons are helping you in your spiritual growth and in your walk with God. Those of you that have been watching over the last several weeks, you know we've been talking about the force of joy. This will be our last session on this subject. Next week, we'll begin a brand new series of lessons. The force of joy, what a powerful force. I trust that those of you that have been able to watch all of these lessons, that joy has now taken on a new meaning in your life. Let's go to James chapter 1. And audience in the studio today, thank you once again for being here. And I appreciate you uh, helping pull the Word out of me and tapping into the anointing. Praise God. Amen. James chapter 1, and in verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Another uh, rendering defines temptations as testings and trials. And notice what James is telling us. This is so contrary to human thinking, to natural human reasoning. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers testings and trials. Divers means different or various testings and trials. Now, how many of you can truthfully say from the day you received Jesus as the Lord of your life and the first time you experienced a challenge, you counted it joy? <laughs> Not anybody in here. I didn't, you didn't. Why? Because we didn't know these things yet. Amen. But as we begin to learn them, we realize what a powerful truth that is. Count it all joy. And just think about it. He's saying the next time you come under attack, the first thing that should come to your mind is, I'm not going to let this take my joy. Amen. I'm not going to allow this to steal my joy. Right. Now, the sad thing is most Christians don't think that way. And I'm talking about Christians that have been Christians for 25, 30, 40 years still don't think that way. Why get all bent out of shape, frustrated, fearful over something that Paul tells us is not even permanent. Second Corinthians 4.18 says, while we look not at things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. That means not permanent. That means subject to change. Why would I want to get all bent out of shape over something that the Bible says is not even permanent? It's subject to change. Amen. It's subject to change. So James says, count it all joy when you fall into these different tests and trials. The New Living Translation says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. It's an opportunity for your joy to go to work for you. It's an opportunity for you to undergird and support your faith. Now, the Message Translation, that's very, it's a very interesting translation. Uh, way it, it's worded. It says, you know that under pressure, listen to this, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and will show its true colors. Isn't that good? Under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open. Now that simply means we're going to find out when you're under pressure, when the attacks come. If you just talk the talk, are you truly walk the walk? Yes, sir. Amen. A lot of people talk the talk, but under pressure, we find out they don't really believe it. Amen. Uh, James tells us that, that um, there's this issue that a lot of people go through called double-mindedness. One moment they're saying the word, the next moment they're talking the problem. 
You know, when the circumstances are good, they're, they're happy. When they're not, they're unhappy. In other words, he says they're like a wave on the sea, tossed to and fro. Amen. And he calls that double-mindedness. And he goes on to say in verse eight, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And he says, and that man cannot expect to receive anything from the Lord. Wow. A double-minded man can't expect to receive anything from the Lord. Well, if a double-minded man can't expect to receive anything, what is that to say about a man who's single-minded? He can get anything he needs. Amen. Amen. He can get anything he needs from the Lord because he's focused. He's single-minded. He does not let adversity have any effect on his joy nor his faith in God. Can you say amen? Amen. So if Satan can't steal your joy and he can't get you to waver in your faith, then neither can he defeat you. He's counting on you losing your joy. Amen. Amen. That's, that's That's his thing. When he launches that attack, he turns to all the demons and says, watch this. Watch, watch how they react to this. He's counting on you letting go of your joy. But when you refuse to let go of your joy, it confounds him. And it confounds them. They don't know how to handle that. Did you ever wonder why in the Old Testament, when God's people would be totally outnumbered and they'd ask God, what do we do? What did God tell them to do? Get the praisers and the singers and put them on the front lines. Why? That's the bunch that hadn't got any better sense to praise me anyway. He said, put those joyful people up on the front lines. And they, they went to praising God, looking out over the situation, totally outnumbered, yet they would say, the Lord is good, his mercy endureth forever. And they kept praising God. And the Bible says many times it confounded their enemies and they scattered. Hallelujah. Why? Because they don't know how to react to that. The devil doesn't know how to react to you refusing to let go of your joy. Amen. Amen. Sad thing is, you know, most Christians don't know how to react to you either. (laughs) You know, boy, he's weird. I happen to know he's under a financial attack and he's joyful. He's weird. No, I'm right. Hallelujah. I'm doing what the Bible says to do. Amen. And it won't be long. Praise God. I'll be giving you the testimony of a financial breakthrough. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's go to Psalm 5 for a moment. Psalm 5. And learn something here from David about why it's important to stay in joy. Don't let Satan steal your joy. Look at verse 11. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy. And when's the last time you read that and stopped and did just what it said? <laughs> or you just kind of read through it uh, and then go to verse 12 and then go to Psalm 6 and now I've read my scriptures for the day. No, it said, let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Is there anybody in here who puts their trust in God? Amen. Could you rejoice a little bit? Yeah. Amen. And it said, let them ever shout for joy. Could you shout for joy? Yeah. Amen. Now, I don't know what's going on in your life right now. I don't know what issues you may be dealing with. I don't know what challenges you might be faced with. But did you notice as an act of your will, of course, I helped you there. I asked you to do it. But if you didn't want to do it, you didn't do it. But did you notice 
even though you might be going something right now while you're sitting in this studio listening to me, when I said everybody that put their trust in God, let them rejoice, let them shout for joy as an act of your will, you did in spite of what you're going through. Yes. 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 Amen. Now I can't go home with you and I can't jump out of your closet every time you get sad and say, rejoice, you know, but you got the word that'll go home with you. Praise God. And all you got to do is read that. And when Satan's trying to steal your joy, just say, now, wait a minute, devil, wait just a moment. The Bible says that everybody that puts their trust in God should rejoice and they should be shouting for joy. So instead of me getting sad and depressed, I believe I'll just do what the Bible says. And I'm going to shout for joy in spite of what I'm going through. Praise God. Now notice he says the reason for this is because God defends them. Hallelujah. He says, because thou defendest them, let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor and thou wilt compass him as with a shield. What is he saying? Don't let Satan steal your joy. Why? Because God intends to defend you. Not only that, he's going to cause his favor to manifest in your behalf and you're going to come out on the other side of this a winner. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. I think we ought to shout for joy again. Praise God. What are you going through watching today? What are you going through right now? Sitting there in that living room, in that bedroom, wherever it is you're watching this broadcast, what are you going through right now? Do you truly trust God? Do you truly believe God is bigger than your problem? Then why don't you just shout for joy? You say, I just don't feel like it. I didn't ask you to do what you felt like doing. Do it as an act of faith. Offer the sacrifice of joy. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Bible says God will defend you and he will cause his favor to show up in your life. And that's going to turn this situation around. So why don't you just shout for joy right now? You say, well, you know, there are other people in the room. What do you care? It's not their victory. It's your victory. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Stay full of joy and you just watch what God will do in your behalf. Now, let's go to Job chapter five. If you think rejoicing and staying in joy (laughs) in the midst of adversity sounds weird, wait till you hear this. Job five and verse 22. At destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. I think I lost half my TV crowd right there. (laughs) At destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. Yeah. What an amazing statement. How many Christians do you know that actually do that? Not many, I'm sure. But it's actually how God expects us to react to adversity. Amen. Laughter is a form of joy. Laughter is a release of joy. In other words, when you do this, you're telling the devil once again, nice try, but it didn't work. You're not going to get my joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell him my joy isn't based on my circumstances. My joy is based on my relationship with Jesus. And that is never going to change. Hallelujah. Amen. Satan knows that if he can't steal your joy, then he can't defeat you. He has no defense against the person who will not allow discouragement, depression, worry, or fear to come into their life. Can you say amen? amen? One of my favorite scriptures, the apostle Paul, once again, in 2 Corinthians 4, 17. 
Now, before I read this to you, you have to remember that back in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 28, Paul gives us a partial list of some of the things he went through for the gospel's sake, the attacks on his life, shipwrecks, beatings, stonings, uh, numerous things. But then in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, he says this, for our light affliction, our light affliction. Now, what possibly or what possible defense does the devil have against a man like that? Throw everything in the book at him and he comes up saying, is that the best you got? Light afflictions. Like I've said many times, that'd be like me. And this is just an illustration, Mike, in case you're listening, walking up to Mike Tyson (laughs) and saying, hit me with one of them bad intention punches you used to throw. And he does. I mean, he rears back and hits me with one of them bad left hooks and I shake it off and say, is that all you can do, Mike? Just an illustration. (laughs) That's what Paul is saying to the devil. He fired every shot possible at him. He pulled out the heavy artillery and Paul comes up saying, light affliction. That's like laughing in the devil's face. Amen. Light affliction, Paul called it. He called everything Satan could throw at him light affliction. Don't you know that Satan and his demons hated to see this man wake up every morning? Well, it can be the same with you and me. Well, they hate to see us wake up too, because no matter what they do, it never robs us of our joy. Now, because Paul would not allow Satan to steal his joy, listen at his testimony in 2 Timothy 3.11. Persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But listen at his testimony. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. How many? Out of them all. Out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Once again, that's 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 11. Because this man would not allow anything to steal his joy. Because his attitude was, no matter what happens, none of this moves me. Then he was able to give the testimony that out of every attack of the adversary, God delivered him. In fact, they couldn't even kill this man. Satan couldn't kill this man until this man was satisfied. He had accomplished everything God called him to do. And by his own words, he said, I have finished my race. I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. I am now ready to depart. Then and only then could they kill this man. Amen. Amen. But everything else, if he was satisfied, he had not finished his course yet, then he was not going to let it steal his joy and he was going to go right on regardless of the attacks and come out on the other side victorious and was able to give the testimony, God delivered me out of them all. Now, you know what that says to me? It says to me that maintaining your joy pays off big time. Amen. Maintaining your joy pays off big time. Now, once again, Job 5.22, at destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. Thou shalt laugh. Did you know, as I mentioned earlier, that God laughs at his adversary? Amen. Psalm 2.4 makes this statement. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Amen. But listen to why God laughs at, his, at the adversary. 
Psalm 37, 13. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Amen. See, the reason God can laugh at the adversary because he sees on the other side of this attack yes. and he knows judgment's coming. Amen. Amen. That's the reason you and I should be able to laugh at adversity because we can see on the other side of it, we win. Yes. You see, when you know what the word says and you know what God has promised, then you can see what's coming and you can laugh in the face of the devil. Amen. Amen. In other words, when it's all said and done, Satan will be on the losing end and you win. Amen. Joy is a powerful, powerful force and every believer needs to develop it in their life. Let it rise up on the inside of you every time adversity comes. From now on, when adversity comes your way, instead of reacting immediately, sadness, put a guard over your mouth. Don't talk sadness. Don't talk failure. Don't talk defeat. You think immediately, wait a minute. The Bible told me that when adversity comes, I'm to count it all joy. I'm to tap into my joy. This is an opportunity for me to develop my joy. Amen. And if Satan can't steal my joy, then he can't defeat me. So that's the way you need to think from now on. Can you say amen? amen. You can do this. Look at your neighbor and say, you can do this. Can do this. I'm not talking about something that's impossible. That's right. If I can learn to do it, you can learn to do it. Amen. It takes training. It takes discipline. Yes. Oh, did I lose you there? <laughs> huh? It takes training. It takes discipline, but you can do it. Praise God. Yes. Amen. Once again, faith and joy, the dynamic duo. Hallelujah. They'll, they'll bring victory in your life like you've never experienced before. Now, let me wrap it up with this. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A merry heart is a heart that is full of joy. Amen. A merry heart is a heart in which the force of joy is operating. And did you notice it says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. That tells me that joy in a person's life can bring a person physical health. Hallelujah. Yes, right. Amen. 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 Medicine is defined as that which is used for treating, curing, or removing pain and preventing disease. And the Bible says that joy can do that. Joy can treat cure, remove, and prevent disease. Isn't that amazing? It's also defined as that which is used to improve and to preserve health. You know, there was a test years ago that I read about where doctors were experimenting in a particular hospital and they decided, you know how when you're a patient in a hospital and they have a television in your room where you can watch television, they, they divided up two groups and they, on, in one group, Every program that came on that television was, was sadness and sorrow and brokenheartedness and people in trouble and all that. And people laying there while they're trying to get well, watching all this. And then the other group, they played comedies like Andy Griffith shows and, and Laurel and Hardy and, and some of the old time, you know, comedy series. And people are laying in these beds endeavoring to get better and they're laughing and the people who saw the comedies and laughed recovered quickly, more quickly than the people that were watching all the sadness. In fact, some of the people watching all the sad stuff never recovered. Amen. 
Now, and the medical journal wrote it up as a great experiment. And the Bible told us this a long time ago, that a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. I remember one time uh, I injured my, my arm. I don't remember how I did it, but I injured my arm and I couldn't even lift it. And we were, we were getting ready to go on vacation to Hawaii with our friends, Buddy and Pat Harrison and Happy and Jeannie Caldwell. And when we got to the airport, I couldn't even lift a briefcase, much less a suitcase. My arm, I, I couldn't get it any higher than this and it hurt just to lift anything. And so all the way over to Hawaii, man, I'm, that arm is just in pain. And we get there and, and I can't lift my suitcases. Buddy and them are helping load my suitcases on the cart and so forth. And we get checked in the hotel and the next, uh, the next day we, we went to a little shopping center where there was a, a, an ice cream place, like a Baskin Robbins. And we're all sitting there having ice cream and Happy started telling a joke. Now, Happy, Happy if you're watching a motel on you. <laughs> happy tells the same jokes every year. <laughs> and we've been going on vacation together for 35 years. And he starts out saying, if y'all haven't heard this, let me know. Well, we, we've heard it, but we just let him tell it. Because not only does he not remember he's already told us this joke, but he makes up a new punchline every time. <laughs> so we're eager to hear what the punchline is going to be this time. And when he said, did y'all hear about, and he started, well, Buddy and I both started laughing because we knew we'd already heard this joke. And when Happy finished it, it was not in the least like it was last year. And that made it even funnier. And I'm, I'm rocking back on my chair laughing and, and I'm laughing so hard and I lift my hands. I said, Happy, you're the funniest guy. You're the funniest guy. And the laughter brought healing to my arm, praise God. I mean, it was instant. I was laughing so hard and that joy was like a medicine and my arm was totally healed and I never had another problem with it. Amen. Isn't that awesome? The joy of the Lord. It is like a medicine. Amen. Now listen to this. I know it's my time up. My time's up, but I'm going for more. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll rush into this because you got to hear this. Medical science says that up to 90% of all sickness, and I hope I say this right, is psychosomatically induced. In other words, most people allow tension, anger, fear, stress, and worry to eat away at their strength. They allow everyday circumstances to upset them, and often they also allow others to load them down with all their problems. Amen. So 90% of all sicknesses are self-induced by listening to the wrong things, by looking at the wrong things, and allowing them to rob you of your joy. Why shouldn't we not allow joy to be robbed from us? Because joy is our strength. Amen. Amen. It's all of these attacks are an attempt of the devil to rob you of your joy, to rob you of your health, and if possible, rob you of your life. Amen. So you have a responsibility now. I've taught you about joy, but it's your responsibility to develop it, to cultivate it, to protect it, and to rely upon it. I'm telling you, the joy of the Lord will bring victories in your life like you've never experienced before. Amen. What an interesting, exciting, and joyful study we've just had. Watch this announcement. I'll be back in just a moment. 
For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is a powerful force that resides in your spirit once you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. In Jerry Savelle's book, The Force of Joy, you'll learn how to tap into the joy inside you. The choice is yours. You can will to be happy or unhappy. Choosing to walk in joy is choosing to experience the strength of the Lord. In this 3CD set, if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. You will learn how God's Word produces joy how and why Satan steals your joy, how to get back joy that was stolen, how to laugh more and cry less, and more. Be of good cheer, for the joy of the Lord resides inside you. Don't wait. Request this joyous combo today. The force of joy, and if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org and choose today to tap into the force of joy and experience renewed strength. This will be the last week that we offer these resources entitled the little book, The Force of Joy, and the three CDs, If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy, He Can't Keep You Good. You've been hearing me teach on this subject, but obviously we have more time when we preach it in a church service like these were preached, and we get in more depth, cover even more material than I was able to cover on the television broadcast. So let me encourage you to get it. Once again, This little book you can carry around with you. You can read it so quickly you'll be surprised, but at the same time, you're going to receive nuggets of truth, powerful truths that will set you free, praise God. So once again, the little book, The Force of Joy, and the CDs on If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy, He Can't Keep Your Goods. Order them right away. Got some more wonderful testimonies to share with you before we leave the air. Here's one from Shelley in Alabama. Uh, My family has been really blessed and highly favored by watching your Favor of God series, and we appreciate appreciate, uh, you teaching on this subject. We're walking in favor like never before. Here's uh, Greg from Alabama. Man, the Alabama folks are watching us. Thank you for believing with me in my court case. I won it. Praise the Lord. Here's someone from Florida. We have been believing God for moving money, and last night I got a call from someone saying the Lord had told them to give us the money, and it was $500, and we praise the Lord for it. Amen. Here's Daniel from Scotland, praise God. Three months ago, I read your book called The Favor of God. I was deeply inspired by it and started declaring God's favor in my life and family. Since then, uh, as a family, we have been experiencing His favor in a miraculous way, and I just wanted to give you a heartfelt thanks for being there to inspire us. Glory to God. Awesome testimony. Here's one from David from Michigan. Thanks for explaining and making it clear how to walk in the favor of God. It's working in my business now. Here's Neil from Texas. He said, I've been working at a job for two years. My employer would harass me all the time. So I began believing for other employment. And I just wanted to give you the testimony that I had favor with God. I got a job and they didn't even check a reference uh, of my previous employer. (laughs) Hallelujah. So he'd been harassing him anyway. So I guess he didn't want a reference from him, but he got a better job. Praise God. Amen. Notice all these favor stories. Isn't that great? The favor of God. It works. It'll work for anybody that'll dare believe it. Thank you once again, partners, for believing in us. I appreciate you so very much. We'll see you again next week as we begin a brand new series of lessons. Don't miss it. And remember, your faith will overcome the world.